0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, the uh, controversy about the Red Hills uh, continuing now. City Council, of course, is waiting to get some information from uh, city staff about how to proceed. Uh, They are going to do some repairs on this. We do know that. And uh, Hamilton Police Services have chimed in as well, as as, uh, you've heard on CHML News this morning. Uh, They're going to be increasing patrols there. We'll uh, try to get some ideas to exactly how that's going to round out in uh, just a couple of seconds. Uh, but the uh, local members of the NDP MPPs uh, have sent a letter to uh, the government, uh, actually, and to the city, uh, suggesting the judicial inquiry move forward on this. Now, we've been talking about this for quite some time. The city has not really uh, made that commitment yet. They say this should be some sort of an investigation, and this all has to do, of course, with that report that was never released to the uh, to the council or to the public, for that matter, that uh, had raised some serious concerns about traction on that road. And uh the the judicial inquiry to me and to an awful lot of other people makes all kinds of sense. Uh yesterday uh on the Scott Thompson show here on CHML, NDP leader Andrea Horvath uh, explained it this way.
1: Well the impetus of the letter came uh, after uh the families of two young women who lost their lives on the uh on the Red Hill Valley expressway or the Red Hill Creek Expressway were um reached out to me and uh they asked to have a meeting. Uh, And so I I met with the families uh, inviting the other MPPs because, of course, the, you know, the breadth and length of both the link, as you talked about, and the expressway, uh, it it travels the length of our city. So um, the MPPs and i met with the two families and and just hearing their their stories and hearing their um you know their 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 fight frankly to try to get things like medians and other um other you know uh, changes made to make the roadway more safe uh, it, it 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 led us to believe that um you know the whole issue about Uh, you know, the whole discussion about the safety over the last number of years uh, culminating in that bombshell, you know, discovery that there had been a report that was buried and and just the, the, you know, the sense around uh, Hamilton when I talked to folks, it just became clear that that people want, you know, a very um, cleansing light shone on all of these issues and the best way to get at that and maintain the confidence of the public is to have a completely unbiased uh, independent review by a, a respected person that can you know, that can uh, subpoena uh, documents and that can compel witnesses, and, and that's, I think, exactly what's necessary here.
0: Andrew P., leader Andrea Horvath, of course, uh, commenting uh, yesterday here on CHML about what her and her uh, NDP colleagues wanted to see the city do forward on. But there is a provincial angle to this as well that uh, at least one counselor he's talking about, and I think justifiably so, too, and that being Ward 4 counselor Sam Marula, who joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to bring us up to speed on this. Sam, thanks for the time. Good to have you with us today. Oh, my pleasure, Bill. Listen, you, you mentioned this at one of the meetings, uh, I guess, a week or two ago, when we were talking about culpability here. And obviously, there's some concerns about why that staff report was never released, and, and you guys are obviously going to make some determinations about how to investigate that. But you pointed the right. finger at Queen's Park as well, Sam, and said, look, at they had some information that they didn't release, too.
2: That's correct. So just to be clear, council is committed to a third-party independent investigation. The narrative to suggest that people need to lobby us for that is really um, really misleading. Nobody on council uh, has not has not said that we need a third party independent investigation. The question becomes: if you're going to spend six up to six million dollars, you need to follow due diligence, and that's exactly what council is doing. So, a when I was first brought to my attention, I asked for a public inquiry, a police investigation. All of council concurred, uh, but then everyone put held their horses and said, "Listen." We need to know what it means, what the scope is, what the costs are, and we took a step back, hired an independent third-party person to put that scope, to put the entire plan together. Now, this whole narrative that we that people need to start this campaign to, to have council do this is just false. In, in many ways, it's actually misleading and almost embarrassing. Council is committed, and we will continue to be committed to getting to the bottom of this. Now, when you look at the entire scenario, what occurred was throughout the, uh, since the road the, the the opened up in 2007, there was anecdotal information given to council and to councillors. And as a direct result, we instructed, council instructed council, uh, staff to investigate all safety issues related to the road. It was concluded by staff that the issue is more related to perception than reality. We then didn't take that as an answer. We, as a council, and as councillors, myself and Council Collins and Jackson particularly, continued pounding on this issue, saying, we need more information, we need more studies. Throughout this process, they kept reporting back that it was either inconclusive or everything is just based on perception. Now, one thing that's for certain, if the road is unsafe, we would have closed it. It's not unsafe. There, if the road is used as prescribed, then everything's fine. However, what has been found is that the geometry of the road and speed, in combination with it being wet, contributes to an increase of collisions. Does that mean that the friction in itself contributes to it? No. What it means is that when this report came up as part of a, grand, a big report, uh, study, is that friction is one of those variables that is looked upon as a contributing factor. That report which was buried or was for whatever reason not revealed should have led to a further reports and further studies. It doesn't mean that it's a bombshell in the sense that, wow, smoking gun, this report is the reason why these accidents occurred. Nonsense. What it means is that we should have known and we should have been instructed and, and determined whether or not we move forward with further studies. Now keep in mind between two thousand and seven and fourteen the mto were conducting their own studies their raw data was identical to this so-called alleged bombshell that that uh, gary moore had that wasn't revealed to us but then the, that begs the question why didn't the mto if had if they had the same raw data which they admit and everyone concurs with why didn't they um, say my god close down the road this road's dangerous because it isn't it's just one variable out of many and 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 the the fact that the mto and their engineers and our engineer both concurred that it wasn't significant enough to close down the road means it's not significant enough to make the road dangerous however we should have known so we are asking for a full public inquiry nobody is denying that we need one and this is not an issue regarding the technical aspect because right now we have a lot of armchair engineers this language even if we would have gotten this report and released it as a press release nobody would understand it it's engineering technical language we need professionals to interpret that technical language to find conclusions to present to us for future studies so Again, we need to put this nonsense in perspective. As important as this is, we need to clear the air. And that public inquiry and any future investigations needs to occur, not because I believe that the road is dangerous, but just to clear the air because we have this narrative that's been created, created in some circles that is just basically fake news.
0: Okay, but are you downplaying the, the concerns about friction on the road then?
2: <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm not downplaying. I think the public inquiry will conclude all of it, and it should be open and transparent. What I'm saying to you is, if it's a series that some people are claiming it to be, then why did all these engineers at the MTO and our engineers, and even third-party engineers, have said it wasn't significant enough to close down the road? So I'm not downplaying it. I'm just telling you what the facts are, and the facts are quite clear. Every single professional engineer that's evaluated it didn't evaluate and conclude that the road should be closed evaluated and concluded that it's either inconclusive or future studies should occur. That's not bombshells. That basically is technical engineering language to me to suggest that future studies should have occurred. But I'll tell you, even when we were told to the council that everything is fine, we never stopped. Council Collins and I brought forward nearly 10 10 motions and studies accordingly. And in this judicial review, in this full scope of the review, we want to know as well what did we do right because i can assure you the council went over and above the call of duty and not not that we didn't believe staff but we didn't take their answer um for granted we continued pushing forward asking the right questions which i did and also councillor Jackson, and brought forward that information to light without those reports this would never be an issue
0: I, I get that, Sam, and, 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 and the, when you were on the show a couple of weeks ago, it, you, you pointed us out to uh, that YouTube video of that meeting that you had, I guess it was about well, three four years ago, where you were questioning, and then your questions were bang on. Um, the, the concern that I think a lot of people have is they're not sure that staff was giving you all the information they had at that time when you were asking those questions, and, and, and that's, that's not, that's not bad is. on you. That's, that's, uh, that's one of the questions I think that an inquiry would have to answer.
2: Exactly. But then the question becomes, why did the MTO not reveal that information?
0: That's another one because I'd, I'd like to have answered.
2: Because they had the same raw data, they literally the same raw data. Yet nobody, all the experts that had this raw data, nobody said, "Oh my God, the sky's falling, close down the road. It's dangerous." Nobody. So we need to everybody need to take a step back, have a full in-depth investigation before all these armchair quarterbacks draw conclusions that are not only misinformed but dangerously misinformed
0: okay but there is still a concern are you are you telling people that 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 not to be concerned about the concern
2: is not about the road concern is about why this information was withheld by the province and by staff was it based on technical opinion or was it based for nefarious reasons I don't believe it was the series. I don't believe the NPO had this raw data, and I don't believe anyone on staff had this raw data and believe let's suppress it because uh, we've done something wrong. I think it's a technical language, and every engineer I've spoken to have said it has said it, that it's based on interpretation, And as you know, even if that raw data was sent out as a press release, nobody would understand it except those engineers and those experts that understand it. There's no direct correlation between that friction report and the road being dangerous. Hence, let's get to the bottom of this thing. Let's have a full public inquiry and not only acknowledge where things may have gone wrong, but we need to acknowledge where things went right. And I can assure you, council did everything right.
0: But if if there's nothing wrong with the the pavement itself, Sam, then why are you uh, spending as much money as you are now to repave that whole section?
2: Again, in politics, as in life, sometimes perception becomes reality. So although that uh, in 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 Sapphire, inconclusive, the MP, MTO believes that everything's fine, because you have to understand, the MTO has publicly stated everything's fine, even though they had the same raw data. And you also have to understand that Gary Moore took the same raw data that the MTO had, but filtered it through a higher standard than the MTO. Hence, when it returned back as a conclusion, it returned back because it was filtered through a higher standard as being below below standard. The MTO used, rather than using a platinum standard that Gary Moore used, the MTO used a bronze standard, and then everything came back fine. So you've got to put this thing in perspective, and when you start to have laymen and armchair engineers out there trying to interpret expert data, raw data, what you do is you misinform people rather than inform it. We have an obligation and responsibility to be factual. So everybody needs to wait, wait for the full public inquiry, which we all on council have agreed to. So we don't need a campaign to tell us what we're already doing. We're doing that. Now everybody needs to wait, hold back, road safe, don't speed, and, and make sure that you go in the when it's wet and everything's fine.
0: But you saw the stats that came out just the other day there. I guess The Spectator did some research and got some pre-information stuff. There are an inordinate number of collisions on that section of road, much more so than in other highways and similar roads like that, too. I mean, that that, that raises some questions.
2: Of course it does. But keep in mind, there are millions and millions of cars that have traveled there. And, yes, there have been a number of accidents. Now, keep in mind, there are three variables that need to be taken into account. The geometry of the road. Because of the creek, the, the road we didn't go right through the creek itself because environmentally that would not have been sound. So the geometry of the road makes the road somewhat tricky. In combination, when it's wet and people are speeding and/or human behavior, that's what's contributing. The vast majority of the accidents or collisions were contributing to that. So over fifty percent was related to human uh, behavior. Now, when you deduce it down, yes, there are those that are still questionable why, but there's nothing conclusive to say that it's friction or anything else. One thing that is conclusive is the human behavior component, whether they be impaired, whether they're speeding, and all those other aspects. The, the mystery collisions, those that people don't understand what the variables are, Those are the ones we need to pinpoint in a public inquiry. But I can assure you there's no engineer that will tell you that there's a direct correlation between any of those accidents and the friction. And that's the point, is that all the engineers that saw that, all that would have triggered was additional studies to determine. Because at any given rate, one study in itself is not sufficient enough to provide a tangible conclusion. You need many studies. So, again, we're talking about the science of this, and the science of this is not something that should be debated publicly. We should leave the experts to, to try to instruct us on what we should be debating on that, on that technical front. And we have all these armchair engineers out there drawing conclusions that are really dangerously misinformed.
0: Yeah, but I I understand, and you can always twist statistics around. I mean, we've both been in the business long enough to know that that can happen. It's in the eye of the beholder. Uh, And I understand that half of those uh, may, in fact, uh, those collisions may have been caused by human mistakes, human error, uh, human frailties, any number of different things. But that also means that half of them weren't and, and, and then that one particular section of the road, it begs the question, is there something the matter with the design of the road or with the way the road was constructed? And I think it's a legitimate question.
2: And all the, all the experts are saying right now, because the last report that occurred, said it's safe, that there's no problem right now. But to, to, to side on the air of caution, we're, we're repeating it. Of course, we want to try to bring it even higher. But again, no, the latest study... All of the studies have never said conclusively that there's a direction between this friction. Friction report is only one variable out of many safety measures that you need to incorporate on, on these studies. When council said to staff, we're not satisfied with you telling us that things are inconclusive and or fine, go further. Let's inc- incorporate some other measures. Let's have some capital expenses. Let's look at these issues. Now we leave it up to the experts to do that. The experts are telling us, if, Bill, if the road was unsafe, with the present friction, the road would not be open. We would have shut down the road. Now, if everybody uses the road as prescribed, then everything's fine. The question becomes, why are people not using the road as prescribed?
0: But I get that. I understand that. And I understand that's why you've you've looked at other things, too. There's going to be an increased police presence. We know that. And they're going to come back and I guess they're they're having some discussions with you about that, about the costing and things of this nature. And those are all great ideas. And and by the way, I, I subscribe to the reduction in the speed limit down there, too. I think that was a smart idea. Uh, and and those things are hopefully going to help in this situation, but it raises the question once again that if if the the pavement the asphalt is safe, then why are we repaving it? Then if it's just because of the, you know people are complaining about it? That's an awful lot of money to spend just for perception.
2: Well, welcome to the world of politics, though, and that's the reality. <laughs> we're going to spend six million dollars in an inquiry, and some people believe that, especially engineers, will say that that's a waste of money. But we're going to do that because we're committed to 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 ensuring that people have trust in our bureaucracy. And at this present time, this is a staff a bureaucracy issue. And yes, I'm willing to spend that $6 million because we need people to trust the reports that are generated by, um, by our staff and what's, what's revealed publicly. So, so again, do we need to spend that $6 million for technical reasons? I don't think so. Do we need to spend it for political reasons to have people in trust in our bureaucracy? I do indeed, and that's why it might not be worth it technically, but it's definitely going to be worth it from a public um, uh, perception standpoint and the trust people need to have in their governing body and bureaucracy.
0: Sam, I appreciate the time and uh, the explanation today. Thanks so much for this. My pleasure, and take care. You betcha. Sam Rula, Councillor for Ward 4, of course, uh, and uh, his take on what's going on with Red Hill. Uh, And by the way, if we go by that 30-day time frame that the council said, that we, I guess in the next week or two, they're going to get some information back from staff and see what next steps and how they're going to go about with this inquiry. Lots more to talk about on this file, you can bet. The Bill Kelly Show,
2: weekdays from 9 to noon on 900-CHML.